<clears throat> Welcome one and all to the Tagon Podcast, episode 22, I believe. I don't know. Yeah. 22. This episode, it will be myself and our second number one fan, um, Lindsay Metzger. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, but um, I'm not the second number one fan. I'm sorry, but when I when I come into a room, you're not like, oh my gosh, are you the guy from the podcast? That's so. No, I go, oh my gosh, it's my brother. Oh my word, it's my brother. I love my brother. And comes back in, and there's a nail sticking, sticking out of the back of his head. And it's like deep in the back Jesus. of his head. Yeah, didn't he die? Yeah, yeah I killed him. Okay. <laughs> you know, I just needed a, I needed a refresher yeah. to remember. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> ah, the orgy server, of course. <laughs> yes, the orgy server. That's crazy. There's drama in the Le- like the Lego Battles Reddit. I guess. <laughs> we used to play like I... three people on a Chromebook, which you have to understand yes. that is the most cramped keyboard. We had three hands. <laughs> You're like shut down. It's like all right, shutting down. Right? Like no, no. Yeah. Beware of the well. Sometimes you can still hear them at night whispering. Arigato. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Live! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, this week's gonna be different for all those listeners out there. Nick abandoned us. He is in Michigan, I believe. Freaking Nick. Um, but that's okay, because if he were here, we'd probably talk about FNAF again. Even though it's usually me who brings it up, but that's okay. It is funny, too. Um, sorry for our absence, but he did. He's like, uh, I can only blame him. I can also blame myself a little bit for not making anything, but I can blame him mostly. He went, to, went, went left to Michigan um, and didn't tell me until I per- profusely messaged him until he responded. He didn't have internet, but still, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Okay, moving on. Um, so... Lindsay, you're home from it for a day. Yeah. Because you're going to college, grad college, grad mm-hmm. school, whatever. Um, what has it been like transitioning out of college into grad school? It's been a whirlwind. Um, Especially, this has been my quickest turnaround from getting home from school and going. I work at a summer camp. Um, so, I came home from, I graduated from college. Um, and then three days later, I moved across the city and moved in at camp. And now I'm home for a, about 24 hours. And then I'm going to Pennsylvania. Um, it still doesn't feel like I'm out of college. Because I'm still technically not. Well, okay. I am. Yeah. But I'm not. Not at grad school. Yeah. Yeah. Whole new ball game. So, yeah. Crazy. <sighs> crazy stuff. Yeah. How's camp? I guess. I've not really talked how, to you about camp. How is camp? Um, so, we... I get to camp 
we have groundhogs living under our cabin. Mm -hmm. Um, we thought it was raccoons at first. So that was a fun day where we thought we had raccoons living with us. But then we saw them. We saw there are three of them that are living under our porch and under the um, the house. So yeah, there's that. Um, we had something weird happen. There's always something weird happening at camp. Something always goes wrong. Um, oh dear. Well, I'll remember it at some point, and I'll just shout it out. It'll be fine. Um, it's fine. We sidetrack all the time, so. Um, or I guess you used to, until he abandoned me. Yeah, I know. But. I'm sorry. Um, He's not. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so we have, this is going to be kind of hard to explain without visuals. We have this giant swing at camp, right? The um, thing where they pull you back on the golf cart yes. and then release. It's like, for our viewers at home, it's like those, the ball at King's Island, kind of. Yeah. Where they strap you in and then launch you high. Kind of like that, but you But you swing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. But you swing instead of up. Yeah. Continue. So, we... I learned, wow. really, we have... You, have, you are harnessed up in, like, climbing gear. And essentially jerry-rigged into this giant pendulum thing. You probably shouldn't use the word jerry-rigged when you're being swung Oh, that's true. It's very safe. <laughs> it's as safe as it can be. Um, and I had my, the one male co-worker we have, he put me in the harness. And he was kind of yanking me around a little bit because I'm very tiny and he's a very tall, muscular dude, um, and I rode, I was the first one to ride the swing this year, um, and screamed like a little girl. And every day that we run the swing, we have to have somebody test it, because if it's going to go wrong, we want one of the staff members to die and not a camper. Um, Fair. Yeah. So I test it every day, because I'm the only one who's comfortable riding it. Um, and I was up there, I had gotten up to the 50 feet or so, and was about, I tried to pull my cord and it didn't pull. And my boss drives by, and he shouts my name, because I scare very easily. And I look over at him, and I'm like, that's not funny, pulled my cord, and I, it had released. And then I screamed like a banshee all the way down. Uh, uh, I love this one. Um... That freaks me out every time that I write it, but it's it's good. I only went to that camp once, um, and I had horrible anxiety every single day. And I think I cried every day because of how badly I wanted to go back home. So two completely different experiences, if yeah. you ask me. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Yeah, I was... I don't care. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I know. Two completely different experiences. Um... Speaking of summer camp, smooth transition, mm -hmm. you've heard me talk about, you've heard us talk about Until Dawn, right? That's like the second yes. episode where we were, I was ripping into it. I think so. Um, so for those who don't know, Until Dawn was this game, quote unquote, 
where you walk around as annoying teenagers who party like porn stars. Um, um, and it's my favorite line from the game. But, so, you're walking around this big mansion because your friends have, like, these parties. every Like, every year they, like, it's like their mecca. They go there and they party like porn stars and then leave. Until one of their friend friends, they bully her. So, I don't know if that really counts as a friend. She dies, becomes a, becomes, becomes a Wendigoon. Actually, I think both of them become Wendigoons. Jeez. Well, not Wendigoon. Wendigo. Wendigoon's a YouTuber. Oh. <laughs> Wendigo is a Native American um, creature. Mm-hmm. And Nick was talking about it. It's, I think I still think this is funny that the criteria to become a Wendigoon, Wendigo. Sorry, I keep saying Wendigoon because that's like the first thing that comes to my mind. But the way to become a Wendigo is you have to, I believe, have ate someone. Ew. And froze to death. I think those are your two... Okay, no, there's only one one to go. Because the girl oh. eats her sister. Ew. Because they both fall off a cliff, but one eats the other one. <sighs> as like a, And so she's like, alright. The angels are like, alright. You've become a one to go. Good job. Congrats, you filled the criteria. <laughs> you are the now heck? a one to go. Anyways. I think it's a terrible game, because... I shouldn't get into it before I talked about it, obviously. But like, so... You also you have this Wendigo Wendigo running around. I, mean, I keep saying Wendigo because I keep it's okay. it up. But there's also the the brother of the two sisters is like, let's throw this party again and party like porn stars. He says that. Mm-hmm. I keep saying it because again, I think it's funny. Um, he also is like tricking everyone into thinking that there's a serial killer running around. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. In fact, there is one one scene where he has this guy girl no guy choose to it's like a saw trap there's like a saw blade mm-hmm. and it's slowly moving forward and he has to pick which direction it goes so it hits josh which is the guy's name the serial mm-hmm. killer or a some abby maybe okay um which is the guy the girl the guy likes doesn't matter um so he has to pick and i know if you pick the guy it cuts him right as it would. Yeah. But it's a fake torso. Because he's... And then he shows up again with a gun, and the gun has blanks in it. So then they take the guy down, because he's actually a baby nerd, you know? Yeah. He's not that yeah. strong, but he's, like, schizophrenic and crazy. Oh, jeez. And so they take him to this bar, and he's like, Ah! You want to shoot me, don't you? <laughs> he's, like, just taunting him. And then the Wendigo shows up. And oh, it's just like, oh, okay, this is the real villain. <laughs> kind of just <laughs> screw that guy, I guess. Oh. Well. Uh, anyways, it's also not a game. You walk around for five seconds and watch a cutscene and then do some quick time events. Um, and there's also a really fun quick time event where you put your controller down. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> because there, there's a cutscene where you, or not a cutscene, a couple game mini games i guess whatever you want quick time, quick time events where it's like because the ps4 controller has this motion sensor on it mm-hmm. or motion thing i think and it's like on the screen it shows a little box that like is what your controller is supposed to stay in and hold it still and it's like don't move it's like okay <laughs> just put the controller down it's like all right <laughs> actually i think you can't do that i think it slowly moves so you have to like 
constantly fix it, but it's so funny that you can just put the controller down. Like, alright. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible game mechanic. Anyways, so the new one came out called the Core. They keep coming. There's like five of them at this point. Why? I don't know. <laughs> people, like, people must be buying them. I think they're buying them because they're so stupid. Oh, and like they have the, to be. And like the characters are just these... 2D stereotypes, essentially. <laughs> not There's, like, no real fleshing out of any of them. Ugh, it's um, terrible. And <laughs> so this new one is called The Quarry. And it's about... I don't know why it's called The Quarry, but, like, it's a summer camp. Where, <laughs> no, it's why, not. This is why I transitioned, because it's a summer camp um, where a bunch of two-dimensional teenagers, yeah. one that listens to podcasts it's a loner yeah that's go figure oh uh, i believe colin colin sprouse cole sprouse cole sprouse uh-huh that's his name yeah one of the zach and cody yeah i think he's in it <laughs> he plays one of the characters <laughs> he's dylan he's a party animal i think that's what it is um wow. also something london what's her name she's london tipton has london a... tipton yeah yeah her Brenda Song. Um, Brenda Song, sorry. <laughs> I, I knew these names like a week ago, but I forgot. So Brenda Song, I believe, is also in it. She's like the bitch of the group. <gasps> Jacob said a bad word. Okay. Oh my gosh. How else did you want? She's the snippy one of the group. Okay. She's the popular girl. So, and then there's a character named Jacob. He's the airhead jock, um, which I am not an airhead no, jock. You're not. There is. And Emily, who is also kind of a preppy girl, but she's more refined. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> she's not like the other girls. Actually, no. <laughs> she, then there's... Is she quirky? Yeah. And then there's <laughs> Annie... Another A name. Um, She is quirky. Oh. She's a Chijaraz. Oh. That's her character. Um, That's her entire character arc? There's a guy... Well, I haven't seen the whole game. I just know the oh. basics. There's a character named Nick. He is Australian. That's his character. And kind of nerdy, I think. Or, yeah, nerdy, I guess. He's Australian. That's the big part of his character. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's it. And then there's the camp guy whose name is something. Who cares? Um, and Yeah. And um, he's like, it's like the last day of the summer camp. All the kids have left. And like now all these teenagers are are our are trying to leave because mm -hmm. they don't want to be there anymore so the guy gives them their phones back so like takes their phones to embrace nature or whatever mm -hmm. um and this bonehead jacob this bonehead is like talking to london tipton i'm just gonna call her that <laughs> and she's and he's like because he wants because he and emily were dating but they were just summer of summer camp dating which means they break up at the end of summer camp yeah. never talk again um <laughs> and he was like and london tipton tells him spending one more night with her is not going to change anything and he was like yeah yeah uh in theory how would i make the car not run so we could spend another night here are you <laughs> so and she's like oh yeah you want to get rid of the rotor cuff or not the rotor one of the rotor things are you going to break the um fuel line he's like or I wouldn't do that, but word. And then you get a choice to take out the, the fuel line. <laughs> it's like, there's no no option. You have to do that. And that's why they're stuck there for the night. While there are 
zombies running around, I think. Just so he can do it with her one more time. Yeah. Are you serious? Not even do it. He just wants to, like, be with her for longer than just the summer. The man up and say something. Well, she's, like, again, different than the other girls. She's like, oh, no, thank you. I think he's... Oh, she has standards? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's Got different it. than the other girls, so... Oh, yeah. She doesn't yeah. like just the jocks. No. Know? No, they have to have a brain, too. Anyways, which he does not have. Yeah. And in this game, when you... So you get to a point in the cutscene where it's like, okay, now you get to choose. <laughs> now you get to play the game. Oh. AKA, click either one option or this option. Mm -hmm. Which has an impact of some sort. Sometimes it's like, what? But whatever. Um... Anyways, Jacob, this character, whenever you get a decision, the guy's the guy goes into crazy mode where his face is like I don't like that face. And it it's a constant loop of his face being like like these emotions that do not fit the situation he's in. He's like, <laughs> it's like, like what is happening? That's terrible. Oh yeah, you guys couldn't see that, but I was doing stupid faces because that's what he does. If you want to look at it, just look up the Corey Jacob faces, I guess, and you'll find them. Anyways, so you can, you have to sabotage the van, and it makes you stay the night. Mm -hmm. um, well, because if you don't, then there's no game. Then there's no game, exactly. But they could, they should have done, that could have been done so much, so yeah, better. Yeah, there was so Anyways, much potential there. Um, yeah, and then, so he breaks the van. The van can catch on fire if you do the brake fuel line. Mm -hmm. um, and then... The guy just leaves. The camp counselor just dips. <laughs> or the camp runner just <laughs> tips. He's like, alright kids, I'll come back for you later. <laughs> Chapis <laughs> dips. <laughs> and the kids are like, uh, what's that? What do we do? Yeah, so he tells the one kid that he trusts the most to be like, okay, the podcast kid. He's like, okay, you tell, make sure everyone gets inside and stays there all night long. No one leaves. Super ominous. By the way, he has this big truck that they can all probably fit in. If they held their stuff, but he's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. Oh, so he dips. Immediately, Colin Sprouse is like, guys, let's have a party. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> they clearly see how distressed this, like, camera runner is. And they're like, yeah, let's, let's throw a party. He's probably just stressed. Let's just, let's hit it. And the podcast, podcast guy's like, guys, he told us to stay inside. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Ah, screw you. That's the party. Woo! Yeah. And then things go wrong. Oh, yeah. That's but they also cut to immediately after, like, you decide to have a party, which you, again, cannot say no to, essentially. Oh, yeah, no. Um, you see two guys covered in blood um, hammering down a wood tie that says, The hunt begins. Or hunt in progress. Um, so. Um, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like, huh? <laughs> uh, and I guess they're like these, again, not like Wendigos, because they're, well, I guess you, you haven't seen them until dawn, but they're like these fast four, not four-legged, but they run on fours kind mm -hmm. of thing, and they bite you. I don't like that. Like kind of the zombie thing. Ugh, so gross. Uh, yeah, it's a stupid game. <laughs> I don't understand why people like those kinds those kinds of games. It just feels boring. Boring to watch and boring to play. Ooh, terrifying. 
But that, re- that reminds me of... I mean, it's not that terrifying because you're not in control. <laughs> you're kind of just watching it's something. Just watching. So yeah. it's basically like an interactive horror film. Yeah. That's not good. That's what it is, yeah. That's terrible. That's... Why? And I watched... I'm playing a game called Alien Isolation, which is a fantastic game where you are... Well, you've played the board game. It's yeah. that. So you're on the space on the space station running around... Trying to do stuff while there's an alien chasing after you. And you're not, you are isolated because it's usually mm-hmm. you and then the alien, and there's like no one else except for some robots. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's still, it, it's, and the space station is huge, but it just it feels super claustrophobic to yeah. be running around with this, um, with this xenomorph, which is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you knew that, but I guess not. I'm, well, it just, it's an alien. That's... So, yeah. and I've seen the first Alien movie, which I am making a video about, because there is one scene that ruins it. Mm-hmm. Ruins in quotation marks, because it's still a fantastic film. Yeah. But there is this... Don't say, yeah, you've never seen it. No, but I... <laughs> I may not have seen it, but I under... I like, the book that we were talking about, that one scene... Yeah. ruined it for me but the rest of it was fantastic yeah so i understand the feeling because i was a spoiler there's one scene where dallas dies which is the captain of the ship mm-hmm. he's in this vent and one of the characters is like get out of there because there's something coming there's something coming towards you just get out he's like all right i'm getting out of here he's like he climbs up the ladder and he stops and he's like there's nothing in here what do you mean there's something coming and he turns around and and the alien is there, but it's a man in a suit, right? And yes, and he's doing, ah, he's got, he's got his hands out with like a jazz hand. He's like holding him out like this. And I cracked up watching that movie. Like all the tension was gone, was gone like that. I rolled it back and watched it again. I was laughing so hard. Oh, man. Oh, and no. so for my for the video I'm making, I did like kind of an analysis of the scene, mm-hmm. and I've seen the second one too. And I was like, from what I learned from the second one, I was like, how can we fix it in the first one? Mm-hmm. And I think they just I think they held it too long on the alien. Okay. So I think what makes it, what sells the alien really well is you can't you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, you see parts of it. You see like the tail. You see the head sometimes you never really get a full yeah. view of it but then when you see him doing this you're like oh that's what's chasing me around this ship ah whatever i don't yeah yeah so yeah yeah it's more so getting the horror of the fact that you don't know what what it exactly. is yeah what's coming for you yeah and i just yeah yeah so the rest of the movie i'm kind of laughing the whole time until the end where he shows up again in this escape pod that ripley's in mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> and then all the tension comes back. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'd almost say aliens. The set alien aliens. It's aliens. That's the second one of alien. Mm. I want to say that one's almost better. Mm. It's not real. I mean, it is kind of better in the way that it, how it depicts the. It doesn't have one alien. This one time it's a bunch of aliens. Mm-hmm. Hence the title, aliens. Yeah. Um, because they go back to the planet where they found the original alien, um, because they're trying, this corporation is trying to 
repopulate, repopulate, trying to change the atmosphere. That's the word I'm looking for with this big atmosphere machine, whatever. Um, I lose contact with the people that are there, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, they send in the spate colonial marines, which are colonial marines. Yeah, send them in with Ripley because she's like the survivor, and she was like, "Guys, watch out for these aliens," and no one's listening to her because obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and then, oh yeah, spoilers for Aliens, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It's a fantastic film, again, like the first one. But, um, so, they all show up, crap hits the fan, they all go into the nest, and this lieutenant guy realizes that, like, they can't fire their pulse rifles, because it will blow up the coolants, mm -hmm. and then the reactor will explode, that they're, like, fighting under. Because his xenomorphs have, like, nested inside the reactor. Oh. I think what it is. Um. Gross. So, they, the lieutenant guy's like, okay, Captain, take everyone's magazines away. Because they, they legitimately cannot shoot their guns or they will blow up the whole thing. So, it's like, then why don't they just leave? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, they, I guess they just can't. Well, it's also the lieutenant is, like, incredibly stupid. Oh. And he's, like, stressed. And it's really fun. Fun. Really cool to watch. Like he's like sweating, mm -hmm. and as everyone's dying, he's like, "Um, Captain, pull your guys out of the out of the room as they're dying and shouldn't flame each other on accident." And like all these xenomorphs are calling out from the ceiling, <laughs> and like he's like, "Um, can you um?" And Ripley's like, "Tell your people to get out of there," and he's like, "Shut up!" Um, um, um. Yeah, it's really it's fun to watch. And then she finally gets to the driver's seat and drives the big APC, and the guy's like. Stop, Ripley's get 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 out of the thing, whatever. Um, she drives through a wall. They kill an alien or two, and they get out. And then it's just fun to see the beginning of where these colonial moons like, yeah, I say kill them all. That's from Starship Troopers, but it's the same thing. <laughs> They're like, yeah, don't worry, I'll be here, Ripley. I'm gonna kill all those bugs for you. And then they literally all die except for three of them. <laughs> And then, the, and this one guy's just having like a panic attack the whole time. He's like, "Man, they came up so fast, man. What can we do, man?" He's like, "Shut up." Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Hmm. Anyways, so, uh, yeah. So watching that, I was like, they could have done this way better in the first film with this one scene. I really think they should have, because in the second film you see them running on all fours, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're like, that's just how they run that. They're fast. They can also be on their be bipedal, but they're usually quadruped sprinting. Yeah. So, but in the in Alien, it, in that vent scene, he looks like he's on two legs and lunging towards you. Mm -hmm. Crouch, not, not, not lunging. It looks like he's like, like this. Like kind of yeah. just crouching towards you. Mm -hmm. And so, like, my analysis was like, well, one, it needs to be cut faster. Because in Aliens, mm -hmm. everything is like cut like that like as the aliens getting blown apart it's like like two frames and then it's the next mm -hmm. scene of the of the gun shooting and the smoke and then um the round counter going down as there are more and more aliens they have to keep shooting yeah until they run out of ammo and it's, again just really stressful and tension lots of tension mm -hmm. um and it's really again fast this scene like kind of dragged just a little just a tad bit too long so i could see what he was doing mm -hmm. which again made me laugh and you don't want a guy laughing in your horror film. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I don't think I need to say that. So, yeah, I would just have made it faster. Mm -hmm. And made, maybe made him look more 
not human jazz hands make them more feral and I'm going to rip you to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's my that was my analysis. Nice. Yep. Cool. Your tangent. I, it wasn't a tangent. The the camp game that you were talking about reminded me of the prank that my coworkers pulled on me last summer. Yeah. <laughs> prank in in quotation marks. Prank in quotation marks. Do you mind if I go into it? No. Okay. So it's eleven o'clock at night. And I, I am in bed. I'm about ready to, to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, there's banging on the front door. And myself and two of my female co-workers poke our heads out of our rooms. And we go, well, what's, what's that? And then the banging happens again. And they're like, Lindsay, you should go check it out. And I'm like, no. Why would I do that? Um, and they're like, you're the smallest. So therefore, if you go look, they're not going to see, whoever it is isn't going to see you. Um, I, I know, sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. Um, so, and then banging happens again, and like, I can just feel my stomach plummeting each time the banging happens again at the door. And somehow they convinced me to go check the front door. So I pull out my, my Swiss Army knife, um, flip out the blade. And I hold it out in front of me. About the scissors. Yeah. Yes, definitely the scissors. Most lethal part. Um, and I, I inch down the hallway to look out the front door. So we have a common room. To give you some reference, we have a common room. Then on the left, um, one side of the cabin is the girls' hallway. One side of the cabin is the guys' hallway. So. I'm shimmying down the hallway, and I peek my head out, and I can see, like, the lampshade from one of the, one of the side tables, and I look out just far enough to see the front window of the door, and I look, and it's a dude in a mask, and I scream, I turn around, I run to my room, and I shut and lock the door, because that's what you do. Um, I wouldn't scream, but yeah, the rest of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and my my coworkers are like, Lindsay, what's wrong? What's wrong? What'd you see? And I'm like, there's a dude in the mask out on the porch, and he's gonna kill us. Um, and so I open my door and I bring in both of my coworkers and shut and lock the door, and I basically barricade us in my room, and I'm in an, the one interior room on the girl side of the hall of the cabin. Um. So you don't have a window. Well, I don't have a window. I have I have the one entrance that I had locked and barricaded. And had your scissors out ready to snip. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I almost stabbed one of my coworkers when I turned around. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have just sliced her arm open. Um. Yeah. And we're hanging out in my room. I shouldn't say hanging, hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm having a full on panic attack at that point. Um, and one of my coworkers is like, I need to, I, I want to go check on the boys, because we had two guys staying on the other side of the cabin. Um, and, and she's like, and I, I, I was like, no, 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 we can't, we can't leave, we need to stay together, the boys can handle themselves. All of a sudden, eerie music starts playing, and I'm like, okay, something isn't right here. Um, aside from, you know, the scary dude on our porch in a mask. Um... 
And then all of a sudden we hear one of the guys come down the hallway and he's like, he's got me, he's got me. And then we hear him get dragged away. Um, and I'm freaking out. And then eventually one of the coworkers leaves and I'm in the room with the other one. And I try to call one of our bosses um, and he doesn't pick up. And then we hear, I think we hear somebody come in one of the doors. Um, and I eventually get a hold of the guys on the other side of the cabin. They were both accounted for. They had the one female co-worker that left. And the other co-worker and I were in my room. And all of a sudden somebody's knocking at my door. And it wasn't any of the five of us. So there was this other person. And I was like, I was frozen in place. Um, because I, I, there was a serial killer on the other side of my door. Um, eventually, they're like, we're gonna meet in room five on the guy's side. So they got me out of my room. Somehow they got me out of my room. We ran across to the guy's side of the hallway. How um, did you just leave? Well, that's, I'm getting there. Well, don't I know worry. why you don't, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know why you're not, well, not to victim blame or whatever, but like, I can't say what I would do, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I would hope I'd be like, yeah, no, dog. I'm not going. I'm, I'm going out there. I'm yeah. gone. I'm going to like the welcome center. I'm going to the somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere that is not right yeah. there. Although the last place I wanted to be was in the middle of the woods in the dark. You know. Fair, but so. Um, and again, I don't know what I would actually do. Yeah. Because I've not been pranked. Pranked. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, Jacob has strong feelings about this whole ordeal. Anyway, um, I mean, I do too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I yeah. would hope you also have strong yeah. feelings about it, but um, I'm not the only one. Yeah. So, we, the five of us are in room five on the guy's side, and I, at that point, am trembling beyond, like, I'm almost unable to stand. I am, I am shaking so badly. No, I had oh. abandoned the Swiss Army knife at that point. And they're like, okay, this is going to be our final stand. We're going to charge, <laughs> and we're going to try to get out. And I'm sitting there like, this is the dumbest idea you have ever had. <laughs> they can't stop all of us. Yeah. And so what they did was they had the boys in front, me in the middle, and had the other two girls behind me. So who got grabbed? It was Zach, and somehow he got away. Yeah. I probably should not be name dropping, but Ah, we name drop on this podcast. Who listens to it anyway? That's that's true. Um I listen to it. Well you are you vol you're also telling the story. So I am I also mean. <laughs> Um So they they're like, okay, okay, here we go. Ready? One and I'm like again, I'm about to start bawling. Because I'm, I'm so scared. Um, two, three. Throw open the door. And on the other side is one of the lifeguards that we hired hourly. Who doesn't stay with us in the cabin. So he's like, what's going on? And I kid you not, I would have become a murderer that night. My hands went up. And I was about to choke him out. Um, and it, it had been him. They were all in on it. It was a huge prank. Um, and I, I said some bad words that night, um, 
not proud of that. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, because I was so furious, I wrote a short story that was in second person present tense, and I killed them all. Um, three of them while they were sleeping, one of them while he was on the phone, and the other one I killed on the front porch. No mercy. I don't regret that. I love that short story, so. But, uh, yeah, my co-workers now lock their doors at night because of me, so that's nice. Anyway. Yeah, it was, that's not funny. No, it's it wasn't. I now, I have to sleep with the light on now. Because yeah. I, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, no. Also, I should have brought my Nerf gun. I know, I bought a new one. <laughs> okay. Um, but the new one isn't automatic, like that one is. It's like our, um, the first Nerf guns that we got. The, the, yeah, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Maverick? Yeah. So. Um, do you want yours? Nah. I mean, like, I, I do, but I'm not going to take it with me. I would have to take it with me to grad school. Good point. Yeah. Imagine, imagine walking in, Imagine walking into a Catholic school, no less. A Catholic school with my, a Nerf gun. My Doomland Nerf gun. Yeah. I okay. could never. Uh. Yeah. Um, what else? So, yeah, that's not funny. No. And they've, they've, they haven't done anything like that this year yet. Um, but now... No, I won't go into that, because that would be... Yeah, you should do it if so. I'm kidding. Hey, <laughs> yeah. guys! Yeah, I'm the murder mystery writer, and I'm the one getting pranked. Um, but a couple, I think a few nights in into the summer, all of a sudden I hear, like, knocking on my door, and nobody's out there. And then somebody slipped a piece of paper into my door that said, Come play! And I'm like, We're, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> no. And I brought out my Nerf gun, and I shot at the two girls. And then they brought out their guns, and they shot me, so. Well, that's not nearly as bad as... Oh, no, no. <laughs> and that's that's as far as they were going to go, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did... They also... I was in the shower late one night, and I came out, and the lights were off. I don't do lights off anymore, especially in the cabin. Uh, flipped them on, and one of the doors was, like, wide open. My stuff was, like, in different places. They took one of my shoes and put it in a lamp. Got them. Um, <laughs> At least they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't, that's harmless. Yeah, in that, my opinion, that's harmless. harmless. Um, and even then I was like, can we, I, I, I did ask respectfully, can you not prank me after I get out of the shower at night? Because that freaks me out. Um, and, and she, that coworker was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's no. fair. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, it has not been as traumatizing this year, but I think that's also because one of those co-workers is not at camp. Are all the rest of them normal? Like the ones that came from last year? Yeah, they were all normal. Well, not normal. Are they the ones 
Like, are, are, are all your other counselors the ones that came from last year? Or are most of them different from last year to this year? Um, most of us were returning. Okay. Um, the four girls from last year are all back this year, including me. We have a new girl and a new guy. Right. And so. the guy is the guy's guy, right? The guy is the guy's guy, right? He's he a new knows guy. the guy. Yeah, the, the guy's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he knows the dude. Um. Um. I don't. I don't think he would consider him, like. They're acquaintances. Not boys. I don't think they're homies. Okay. Do people still say homies? I think I do sometimes. Okay. Mm, I don't know. I'm old. Sorry. That's my my friend so shamelessly pointed out. Well, they're old. Yeah, a week before graduation, I was talking to somebody and I was like, "Yeah, I turned 23 in June," and they're like, "You turned 23? That's so old!" And I'm like, "Excuse me." I still don't have arthritis yet. Therefore, that's, I don't think I'm old. Yeah, that's the remarkable age arthritis. Yeah, yeah. Age old arthritis. Not Alzheimer's, <laughs> dementia. No, no, arthritis. arthritis. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like that one episode of Justice League where he's like, asbestos. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> uh, what is it, Lord? Uh, what does he say? Something asbestos. But it's not asbestos, it's. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't remember. I love Justice League. That's such a good show. Are you... Do you mean Justice League or Justice League Unlimited? Both, but mostly Unlimited, I think. No, I meant for the quote. Oh, the quote is from Unlimited. Is it from Unlimited? That's it's, what I thought. That's the Hawk and Dove episode. Yep. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I watched it a couple times, if you don't know. I know. I know. I've watched it, too. I've, um, I've re-watched the first season every time I'm home. Can I just say that the concept of a villain that doesn't stop if you keep fighting it is really, really smart. That's, yeah. Like, honestly, ingenious. Mm-hmm. And it's even smarter to have characters like Hawk and Dove as, like, who were. Yeah, yeah. Smart storytelling. Mm -hmm. Just Do Dove is a girl now, because the real Dove the Dove died. That's in the comics. So sad. Yeah, one night I went on oh spoilers for DC comics, I guess. <laughs> but I went on like this run of like looking up all the different because I was reading I kinda started reading Nightwing again. Mm -hmm. Like the comics. Ooh. Um I should send you this website. It has like every Please. comic. Please do. Yeah. Every quote unquote. But like lots of new comics for free mm -hmm. to read. Um and so I was reading these Nightwing comics and there's like can I just say the Bat family is like 20 people big now? Yeah. There are so many other people, which I'm not necessarily against. It's just like, there's a lot That's more a than lot I remember. <laughs> but, so I was kind of looking up all these, because the website, DC's website has like a bunch of A to Z list of every single character. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like looking through all those. Um, did you know Batman has a villain called Calendar Man? I didn't. He was a serial killer, but now he's like, not? I don't remember. What? Anyways, 
it also lists out all the Earths that they have, and they're um, like the, there's like the pirate. You ever heard that DC pirates? There's a pirate one. Yeah. No. I don't remember what their names are, but there's a there's a Soviet um, DC what? where Superman lands in Soviet Russia instead of Kansas. Oh my gosh. Um. There's Injustice, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's Injustice. There's, um... Oh? <laughs> I'm blanking. Owlman, the Injustice Society of America, or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the episode from Justice League, that's there. Mm hmm Um, the Ultraman. Okay. Because there's... There's two different ones. There's one where the Flash is alive, mm -hmm. and then the one where the Flash is dead. And that's when they were like, okay, we're taking over now. Flash died. Mm -hmm. And the other one where Flash is alive, but they're still like, okay, we're taking over now. Just with Flash. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I looked at a bunch of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, that's cool. But I bring that up, I guess, to say that... Um, I don't know why I brought that up. I just like superheroes. Well, you were you were talking about um, like making a good. You were talking about making a good villain. You were talking about how Dove is a girl now because the old Dove died. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just thinking about inspirations, I guess. Yeah. Because when I think about Jacob the anime. Mm -hmm. Which I haven't worked on in a while, but it's just because I got focused on trying to make YouTube stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I guess I can talk about that too in a minute if I want. But thinking about inspirations of Jacob the Anime, where there are. Well, think. See, it's really not in. I mean, there is some. Because obviously it's called. A tale of hero heroism, mm -hmm. but it's not. I think Jacob the anime is more um, inspired by just anime as like fighting animes and such, mm -hmm. just action anime. I think there's a name for it, but I don't know. I'm not a weeb, <laughs> <laughs> especially shows like um, One Punch Man because One Punch Man is like my favorite anime of all time, just because it is. It's so funny. But at the same time, it it must be so difficult for this for these write for this writer to be come up with a character who can beat anyone in one punch, yeah, and then make any other character interesting, mm -hmm. or make the story not boring because it's like, oh yeah, he's gonna win, mm -hmm. you know. But it's just it's so funny <laughs> and it's so good, and so, and I wanted something like that. I wanted to be like, okay, well, I want my story to be funny. Because that's like something I feel like I'm good at, making something, you know, funny mm -hmm. or humorous. Um, but I also want there to be parts where it's serious and you are seriously considering whether or not the main character c c can come out of this. Yeah. Right? Um, which there are moments like that in One Punch Man, even though it's One Punch Man. But still, mm -hmm. you're like... Because every villain has to be stronger and stronger and make bigger craters when he knocks someone into the ground or something. like. Mm -hmm. And so, 
Yeah. So then you make your characters strong. Mm-hmm. And it's again, how do I make characters that aren't Jacob important? Because they are important. But how do I make them important to the reader so that they care about that character as well? Yeah. And not just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's the plague of every writer when they think of these characters that... I know for me, I hold mine very dearly. They run around my head. They talk to me. They, they fight. They bicker. They, yeah. Yeah. Um. And well, mine's mine's weird because most of my characters are named after people I know, so I have to do this weird gymnastics where I'm like, okay, it's not me, but it is me. Yeah. Where I'm, and I'm always somewhat concerned that people would tell me that it's kind of selfish that you're writing yourself as this superhero main character that's all-powerful and is the prophecy of this random thing or whatever and it's like yeah every writer does that yeah a lot of writers do that but i mean yeah but still i'm like i'm writing this about my about myself in quotes because the entire book, especially this first one, is like kind of an homage to my to heist to my life, essentially. Yeah. There are so many things that I've there's so many parts that it's just myself on the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Or the Google Doc, whatever. You know? You know, so many characters are so many characters and so many events are made after things that I've either gone through or I've personally I just like come up with while I'm bored, bored in class or something, and I've just, like, had to do something with my brain, or I would implode, essentially. Um, so I, and it makes it really close to my, close to me, and mm-hmm. it's like, if I named this character, also, the name Jacob is so boring. So I'm like, it would be so funny if there was a main character in an anime named Jacob, and it was named after him. Like, it would be the most unassuming title for anything you've ever heard. Like, Jacob, it's almost not as bad as, like, Bob, but it's still, like, like, what is this guy, white guy going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But then, and that's kind of like my character at the beginning is this guy who doesn't talk to people, really. He has a few friends, but it's, like, you know, unassuming. But then at the end of the book, he's taking down an intergalactic 2D spoon wars player, you know? And see? And it's like, how am I going to take this seriously when the main villain is a um, 2D, as a video, as an esports guy, essentially, Hmm. who has just recently been knocked off to the stage, to like seat number two of this, of the um, ranking of this game or whatever. And, um, and it's, it's a good point. <laughs> How are you going to take that seriously? It's like, are you even supposed to take it seriously? I don't even, I mean, I want you to take it seriously, obviously, but it's like, is it more fun to not take it seriously? Because it's so random. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so. And there's also a part where, like, <laughs> they're talking about this, about this guy who's, cool it they call him um and where they're riley's like so yeah he's gonna take over the world because he's like evil and everyone's like 
That makes sense. <laughs> but the whole room goes, yeah, that, that's understandable. That checks. It's like everyone, I think I write like everyone nods in unison. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm just like, that's so, I just find that so funny. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then coming up on the second book, um, which I'm calling, it's like Jacob the Anime. Jacob the Anime and the Star-Crossed um, Favor. And it's more of a... And it's where... You haven't finished it, right? Mm-mm. It's, um... So, have you even met Aaron, the character? I don't think so. Okay, so... She showed up, like, halfway through the book, I think. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to take it with you, if you want? Mm. It's in a binder downstairs, I think. If I have room, I'll see if I have room. Okay. Anyways, I mean, you can also just read on Google Doc. Oh, that's true. You've had it open for, like, two years, I think. Yeah. Never read it. Anyways. Oh, that's not true. I read the first, like, 20 pages. Of 181. <laughs> At least I've started. Yeah. Nick also has stopped reading it, but it's, like... He said he would start again, but I don't know if he has, especially now that he's in Michigan. Anyway, not important at all. So... There's Aaron and Jacob. Aaron was Jacob's sparring partner um, as he was training to fight Cool It. So at the end of the book, they, Jacob beats Cool It and burns his body. So how Jacob's power works, let me go all mansplain on you with oh, my character. Geez, okay. Um, That's my, my biggest pet peeve is men met mansplaining. <laughs> really? Is that yes. actually okay? It is. I've never heard someone actually complain about mansplaining. Oh, it's. Terrible. I mean, I know it's a real thing. I'm not saying it's not real to all my ladies out there, but I'm just. I've never actually heard like, someone be like, "I hate mansplaining." You don't. Um, Let me just spread my legs out a little bit. I'll punch you. <laughs> Let me just manspread a little bit more. Oh, word. Um, sorry. No, I just. <laughs> Yeah, you can go. Look, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just going to rant about this for 30 seconds. Um, so many times where I, I may ask something just for clarification, and all I need is a yes or a no, and the guy will then explain. So every, let me say something. <laughs> I swear I'll punch you in the face. I don't care if we're related. Um, and then he'll just he'll go yes, and then explain everything and i'm like (laughs) oh this is where we're going okay and then i have Um, to sit there like a little polite woman because i can't say anything and actually i i did kind of um go off on a friend of mine the day before graduation because i went so we're going here right and he went yes and then explained everything and i went I turned to my friend who was walking with me, and I went, he just mansplained everything. Yeah. And he was so offended, and I felt terrible. That's not funny, that's really funny. Oh, it's just... I mean, it is a real real problem, we're meddling. Um, shut your pea brain down, I I mean, let me explain something to you. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I get to sit there and go... Like, so this we... is what I literally said or thought of ten minutes ago. So it's like, where are we going for lunch? Um, let me sit. 
So we have a couple options. Let me just explain this for your pea brain. So we can go either here where there's pizza, or we can go here where there's Italian food. So no pizza though, because it's kind of fancy. Nothing you would cook, of course. Um, <laughs> but anyways, mansplaining is a real problem. Here on the Tagam podcast, we love women. So, you know. Yes. Which, if you've oh, listened wait. to... First of all, I have a complaint about that, even. What, that we love women? No, because you were... This is a couple episodes ago when where you were saying something. What did I say? Did I call um, myself to be a uh, No, you were, you were talking about different experiences, and you were like, yeah, my sister, she is a white girl, and I went, <laughs> at first I was like, thank you for, like, standing up for me, and then I went, I'm, as much as I'm, like, I don't like the fact that I'm a grown adult, but I'm, like, I, I'm a woman, I'm not a girl. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they'd be like, I'm not white. I'm no. offended that you said I'm white, and I've had more experiences than whoever else I was talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Because I'm not like other girls. I, I thought you're not a girl. Wow. Once again, we've caught the feminists messing up their words. Well, I will be. This has okay. been the Ben I'm... Shapiro show. <laughs> he, he's like, welcome back to the Ben Shapiro show. Today we are oh, going to be looking at. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, um, what? I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like other women. I'm quirky. Sorry, I called you a girl. No, it's fine. I don't know. I think I've said this on the podcast. I'll get back to my book. It's uh, not important. We'll, we'll get there. I, I was on the podcast at one point. I said woman, and I was like, that feels offensive. Or like, I don't know why, but me be like, the woman. <laughs> or like, women are like this. And I was like, Girls, oh, that's weird because then like yeah. then it's like females like that's definitely that's, derogatory. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the female. The females don't understand what they're talking about. That's why the men need to take over. I got chill. Uh, like I, Sorry. I just had a visceral you like, reaction. You don't like my voice, like this? Well, no. it's because of your pee brain. You need to start wearing dresses. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what was I saying? So what was I talking about? <laughs> that I called you a white girl. I don't remember. It's probably one of my tangents. I go on those sometimes. Yeah. I, it was one of the more political episodes, I think. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. I want to say it was like episode 18 or 19. Like, it wasn't... Oh, we're what else were we talking about, I guess? I literally... That's the only thing I remember from that episode. Is that you called me a girl and I went... Thank you. Wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry. No. I it, apologize. Like, it, it's okay. This didn't traumatize you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Anyway, let me, mans- about- let me go back to mansplaining oh Jacob's word. powers. Oh, yeah. That's where we started with this in this. So, okay. it's not necessarily the power of friendship, but it's kind of the power of friendship. Are you a My Little Pony? No. No. If I were My Little Pony, then, like, every single anime is My Little Pony. Because they're all like, I will fight for my friends! <laughs> and then they're like, huh, and then they fight for their friends and win. Because, obviously, friendship is magic. Yeah, yeah. Um. That literally is from My Little Pony. Yeah, that's- Duh! Oh. <laughs> that's why I, I said it. I thought you did that on accident. No. Do I ever do anything on accident, Lindsay? Like I said well, on the you, podcast, when you, ten like, steps ahead. When when you pulled out my ear, or like yanked out my ear, ear my cord and took <laughs> off I my glasses. my story? 
and then through the pillow, and then he runs away in a fury, slips on the first step, trying to go up the stairs and face plants. Yeah. And I laughed so hard. I'm okay, though. Thanks for asking. Oh, I should have asked if you were okay. No, I'm fine. It was, I, didn't hit, I didn't hit anything. I just, like, I hit my foot. I didn't hit my foot. I you, you slipped, slipped off the edge <laughs> and then caught myself on the step with my hands. You know, I was going to ask if you, like, hurt your nose or something, because I could have... You could have... No, I didn't hit my head. I think I just... I grabbed it and I almost... I think I stopped right before I hit it. And then he laid there for a minute. <laughs> then I laid there. Like, As I, I don't laughed. Wanna, I don't want to get up. I cackled. He was so embarrassed. Yeah. Um, so... Because he went, <laughs> don't get clowned on a... Oh, wait... Uh, essentially, you were like, don't go clown in a clown, and then you clowned yourself. Yeah, I think it's something like that. So Okay, your your powers. Friendship and pathetic. Um, basically, so, near the end of the book, where he's finally, where he's, like, training, um, like, the big, the big... <laughs> There's one big fight scene between him and Sir Lance's Lance a lot. Lance is a lot. It's Lance's a lot. He's my favorite character. <laughs> I killed him I love in that Spanish name. class. <laughs> I love that name. Yeah, his name is Bartholomew, but like, and he talks in old timey as best I can write old timey yeah. speak. So he says, um, "Thou shalt die by my sword." Well, he has a lance. So he Sir Lance, Lance is a lot. But and he calls his um his his. It's like a fiat, he calls that his chariot, and he barely fits inside of it. <laughs> this is so good. Oh man, I crack up when I think about that. That's so funny. Anyway. It's incredible. So, there's one scene where he's like, because Jacob's looking for Aaron, because he's like, because he made him, he's, he had walked out on practice, because he's like, I can't. I'm tired. I don't want to fight this guy. I don't know why you guys want me to do this. I'm whatever. Yeah. He's also just a Debbie Downer. Um, so he gets to the to the um, dojo place, and Lance's a lot is there, and he asks Jacob, asks like, "Is Aaron here?" And he's like, uh, "She's probably on the roof or wherever, like on the balcony, because that's where she hangs out." But do you want to spar with me? And Jacob's like, "No." <laughs> He's like, come on, old chap, it'll be a fine squirrel. He doesn't say that, I don't think. He says something. He says, like, it just let's just do it. And he's like, okay. So they Jacob they start the fight. Lance kicks him into the ground, essentially. Mm -hmm. And just profusely insults Jacob. <laughs> That's like the whole scene. He profusely insults him. And then Jacob gets so mad that like it's I it's like he, because Jacob launches off his feet with like these fireballs things. That's like his entire his entire move set is based on these fireballs that he can summon anywhere on his body. Mm -hmm. So he launches off the ground, and it's so strong it blasts a hole in the wall, just from the sheer force of whatever. So he, and it's also that he like punches him in the chest because he he has full plate on because he's like a knight or whatever. Yeah. So he punches him in the chest melts through the armor and then hits him in the chest and knocks him back, obviously. And Jacob's like, I don't think he says anything, but he's like angry. And Bartholomew, to Lance's lot, and is like, see, you've burned through my, this armor that's made to withstand the strength of a dragon, or mm -hmm. whatever. Something like that. 
you do have it in you to fight this guy. And Jacob's so angry. <laughs> so yeah. he blasts again and takes his knee. I think he puts a fireball on it. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. He puts a fireball on, like, his foot. So he launches it forward and hits him in the side of the head. And, like, I wrote, like, the helmet breaks and his, his head caves in mm -hmm. on the side. And I, at the end of the fight, um, like, they basically ruined this dojo because <laughs> of all the explosions. And Bartholomew's like, see, you have it in you, you can do this. And Jacob's like, thank you. And then Bartholomew's like, let's go to the let's go to the medic. I'm feeling a bit woozy. <laughs> That's oh. how the chapter ends. Oh. So yeah. Nice. Oh. But then at the on the final battle, so he go he gets angry. He goes ang angry mode mm. and burns himself out essentially. So he mm. finishes it, and at the end of the battle. His legs are like charred up to like his knee, kind mm -hmm. of, and his arms are charred because while him being angry is the strongest he can be, it also burns him out the fastest. Yeah. So it, and yeah. if he does that too much, he'll essentially kill himself because he'll burn mm -hmm. to death. Um, so he has, over the course of all the books, he's going to have to learn how to control himself and to find power in other ways except for just blind rage essentially. Yeah. So and that's me mansplaining his power. Yeah. What was I talking about? Oh. Star crossed favor. Um so Aaron, she's an alien. Her planet got destroyed by the Children's Museum. Don't ask long story. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, don't ask. Long story. Um, so she escapes. Her parents die because they're like they like enslave the populace to dig up for dinosaur bones. This comes in at the end somewhere. They dig up bones and like artifacts, whatever, so they can put them in their museum. Um, she comes to Earth because she's tracking them down. They're not called the Children's Museum. It's like a special name. They're like Children's Imagine Child's Imagination. I think that's what it's called. It. Mm -hmm. Um. So she tells Jacob, like, uh, I'm here because I'm looking for this company or whatever. Uh, and I, I ended up here because they're actually the biggest sponsor of Riley's Dojo. Um, so in the second book, it's essentially her and, her and Aaron, Jacob and Aaron, going out searching for answers about this mm -hmm. um, company. And trying to find the person who did it. And trying to stop them from doing it again to other people. Um, and this whole time it's just them. And Isaac and Nick are both trying to keep Riley off their trail. Because Riley would be upset. Because like, So throughout the first book you're learning that Riley's dojo is going under. Because mm -hmm. they don't have enough funding. So um, when, they, when they... After like the first, very first fight. Second very first fight. They like, they get back to the dojo and take their ice baths, and then when they get new clothes, it's like poorly done patchwork or whatever. Like the van they take is like beat up because they don't have money to replace it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Not obviously, but you know. But then there's also these parts where like they're clearly, Riley's clearly spending too much money. Like mm -hmm. in the hospital room, he like, they're like 10 screens come down from the roof to show like one thing, <laughs> and then they go back up. <laughs> And they have a whole um, observatory, um, like, to watch space. So that's how they know that 
cool it's going to be there in three months Mm because they have like a whole thing. And when Jacob asks about this, he's like, well, yeah, but we don't have enough money to run it all year long. So we just kind of have people come in when we ask them to. So then we can, Mm -hmm. then we just close it down. They also have a fully functioning hospital. Um, So clearly they're spending too much money. Um, And that's why Riley, at the end of the book, banishes Aaron, essentially, and sends her back somewhere. Because he's like, no, oh, no messing with our sponsors because we're already running out of money. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of a s- solid moment. And then in the third book, um, Aaron dies. Not really. Because they, okay. Book three. <laughs> Are you just going to mansplain your whole series Book here? three, we have, I'll just, I'll stop here. Book three, we have, once again, it's Jacob, Isaac, and Nick. They go through, Nick is, or not Nick, Jacob is like, he's been, he's been kind of, um, what's the word? He's told he can't do much. Mm-hmm. That, that word. Um, because of what he did with Aaron. And that's why it's called the star-crossed favor, because it was doomed to fail, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's all up here. <laughs> Anyways, um, third book, they're like, there are these rocks outside of the dojo called the Rocks of Time. You will never mm-hmm. guess what they do. Do they take you back in time? No, they take you to different dimensions. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so, they are like, okay, let's go through these. So, I guess, or maybe they sneak out and go through or whatever. I don't know. So, they go through the Rocks of Time into a different dimension, because that's how the Rocks of Time work. And then the Space Stones, those take you back in time, I think. Is their whole thing. Anyways, um, no, no, no. The space stones take you into space. Rocks of time take you into different dimensions. So the space stones are named correctly, <laughs> but they don't actually show up in the canon. They sh- well, they showed up in the original text document that I had, but I don't think they're actually going to show up in the story because it's kind of just a fill-in. Anyways, so they go to this alternate dimension where Jacob and Nick and Isaac are all women. <laughs> they're oh. all girls. And they also run the world, essentially. So, and Erin is also there, but she is normal. Um, so they all team up to, like, stop, to, like, beat them up so that they can leave. Because they, like, can't leave for some reason. I haven't really worked it out because I'm not there yet. Anyways, this alternate Erin dies. And it's in that death that Jacob decides... More context, more mansplaining. In the like last parts of the book, Aaron gives him like this phone essentially, like it's glass because it's futuristic and alien. Anyways, so and Jacob like does not call it because he is like, I don't know, it's like pet, he's like scared. He, I don't, know, being stupid, <laughs> doesn't have a really good reason for doing it, but he's like just kind of anxious and scared. He doesn't know what to do. So the That's why they go through the rocks of time, because they want to take Jacob's mind off of it. See? Ow. Talking about it Ow. helped me work through that. Because I knew they had to do that, but I didn't know how they were going to do Thanks, Lindsay. You're welcome. Anyways, so they go through the rocks of time. Aaron dies after they fight. They go back into the real world, and at the end of the book, Jacob calls her. 
and then it cuts. Mm-hmm. That's the first three books. Okay. Are you going to write that down so you don't forget? No. What if you forget? I won't. <laughs> Trust me, I will not forget. Okay. I probably should write it down. Please write it down. Yeah, I will. You got post-it notes. I have a document. You do have a document. I prefer analog. I don't. No? Well... I usually remember things, though. Um, Ideas like that. You know, no. I said that, too. And then I thought of a very pivotal thing in my a romantic crime novel. I forgot it. <laughs> I mean, I've always... I usually think of things... I don't know what I'm saying. I don't usually forget things. Okay. Especially things like that. But I, I still, I'm still going to write down, obviously. Yeah. Alright. Do you have anything else? Are we at time? It's eleven one eleven. Oh my word. Yeah, I talk a lot. I well I I notice. I fill out the time. That's okay. It's your podcast. I'm just chilling. Yeah. I use it to my advantage. Yeah. To just talk to myself. Technically talk to myself, really. Like that where I am talking mm-hmm. things through. Yeah. And then I figure something out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's all working out to, J- Aaron, by the way, I had a dream one time mm-hmm. at Emo Pawpaws, mm-hmm. where there was this girl named Aaron, and she was an alien who had, like, attacked the Children's Museum for some reason. It was oh. a weird dream. And, um... Huh. At the end of the near the end of the dream, we were like shopping at a store, and I was trying to like teach her things about. Like we were, we were like looking at manga, because I think I bought two book, two Fire Force books the day before or that day, mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever. And so like, so I was like explaining to her what manga was, huh. and then the dream cut off, and then I woke up depressed. So like, I thought I had a cool girlfriend, cool alien girlfriend. Now I don't. Uh, and so that's her. <laughs> and so I was like, alright, she's going in the book. And originally she was going to be in like the last arc. Second to last. Third to last. Mm-hmm. She's going to show up at the very end. That I was but, like, I want to work her in now. Yeah, romantic subplot. Hey, yeah. Right there. Yeah. Also, I didn't want her to show up at the end. Like yeah, a, that'd be such a waste of a good character. Like a Hermione and Ron, where they, they, they kind of get together at the very end. Yeah. And it's like, well, what happened there? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. One, um, last, one last time that I have to say. Mm-hmm. While I was in college, you know about my nine-page depressive essay, right? Yes. I talked about that. I'm not going to go into detail, obviously. But, like, <laughs> I read all to my to the therapist counselor guy. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, um, so what do you, he's like, what do you think about that? Or Mm -hmm. something like that. (laughs) And my, I've, I've been crying this whole time reading this, right? Mm -hmm. And like that, my mind's like, yeah, I think I would have gotten like a C on it in English class. And he, his face went from like, so it's like he started smiling and was like, <laughs> he started laughing. He was like, and I was like, yeah. My, my mom didn't laugh when I said that in the car. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't know, my mind immediately went from depressive episode to like, I can make a joke out of this. <laughs> so, or I can reuse this joke I've already made when mom didn't laugh. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? You were going to say something before I cut you off. Um, I don't know if this is funny, but you know how I, I don't always plot out my books, but for this last camp book, I've been like, yeah, I'm going to plot it out. I kid you not, there was nothing on the walls when we got to camp. I have now a sticky note map of the camp on one wall. I have the first five books, all of the murders, all of the all of the things where the, the main characters almost died on another wall. The killer's motive on that same wall. This other wall has just random sticky notes other places that say, why would Lily come back to camp? And then I have a snake, like Candyland-esque thing that is the plot. It, it's it's the entire arc of the book, mm -hmm. and one of my sticky notes on that wall says "Kill Murphy." My coworkers, every time that they look at that, they go "Kill John Lennon." Um, I came out one morning, um, not out of the closet. I came out of the hall. <laughs> no one was thinking that. <laughs> oh, uh, my coworkers would have thought that. Um, and I look up at the thing. They had switched around some of my post-it notes, and I look, and there, that's different from the others, it says, KILL JOHN LENNON! And they had replaced my Kill Murphy. Ah, uh, sticky note. Again, that has nothing to do with anything. I thought you would enjoy that, because you haven't funny. seen that. Those, those, I'll, I have pictures, I'll show you my pictures, but. Okay, very, 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 I swear this is the last thing. <clears throat> One thing I, I do, one thing, I do give you a lot of crap sometimes about your books. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from a place where I, I myself am very critical. Because I want, I feel like I know I can be better with the things that I make. But I just, I don't know. I, just, I don't know if I'm just lazy or if I just can't, can't get there. I don't know. And I also see that when, you, I know you want to become a murder writer. Um, and I, and I see the market of, like, mystery and whatnot to be very saturated. So every time I see your work and I'm like, eh, this is, this could be better, whatever, whatever. It really is not coming from me hating on you. It's more of me trying, I really want you to find success. But I know that the only way for you to find success is to be different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. So when I see something that looks like something I've already read or no song part has already come up. I'm like, I kind of want you to, I kind of want to try to push you in the right direction where you write something that's, that hits the ball out of the park and it's creative. But obviously nothing is original anymore. Yeah. But I still want you to find some kind of niche that makes it, that like hits with some people. Mm -hmm. And even, it doesn't even need to sell like big time. Like yeah. if you have a community of people that enjoy your work and they can sustain you, mm -hmm. like, all the power to you. So. That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to I just do it in the worst way possible. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
That's okay. I I very much feel the same way about you. So, in all of the different avenues that you go to expressing yourself. So. So. Yeah. Oh. And also, just how you... I can never do murder. <laughs> because, like... Not only because I just think it's oversaturated again. But, like, because, um... I just... I do not have the mind for that kind of... They find a clue here. They find a clue here. And if you read that right, then you know it's this guy. Mm -hmm. I cannot do that. Yeah, no, it's I can, impossible. I can, like... I can kind of drive a story forward mm -hmm. fairly well. But I cannot, like, put pieces down that make something... Yeah. So. Well, I kind of can, but, like, not as much as you have to in a murder mystery yeah. of what or whatnot. So. Well, and, and that's very much trial and error, too. Yeah. It is, it is possible, but it is very hard. And I've learned that the hard way with this camp series especially. Yeah. So. Oh, we... You know what? At this point, let's just become an hour thirty podcast. You know, yeah, yeah. So many episodes have been one, like one twenty, one twenty one. It's like, what's the point of even trying for like one ten? Yeah. All right. This has been the Tagon Podcast, featuring LP Metzger, my sister, and lovely writer. Even though I don't, I should read her stuff, but I just do not. <coughs> and again, she doesn't read mine. So who's the victim here? Um, so, okay. me. thank you for listening <laughs> to this talk. Sorry I rambled, but I put some stuff together that I, to be fair, I didn't need to think about quite yet. But still, it's nice to have known that I'm going to know what I'm going to do. Okay, uh, Sunday's 1pm sometimes. Bye!